I'm Xander Wilson, and welcome to another episode of the Silver Bullet Podcast. This podcast is about lessons learned in running a business, with a strong focus on startup founders and CEOs. It's all about finding out what gaps these disruptors have identified in the market, what they're doing differently to their competitors, and of course, to find out their silver bullet for business success. On this episode of the Silver Bullet Podcast, I'm chatting with Rudy Krauss. Rudy is a corporate psychologist, organization culture specialist, and co-founder of People Insights company, Compono. We dive into some of the big issues facing the HR space today, as well as why simply executing on an idea can put you ahead of the competition in business. Rudy, thanks so much for joining me on the Silver Bullet podcast today. Hey, Xander. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, you co-founded Compono back in 2017, but I'm always interested in digging into you know, how my guests reached the point in their careers where they wanted to and, and they did start their own companies. Can you tell me a bit about your background and your career that led you up to that point? Yeah, no worries. Um, look, I think my background is perhaps somewhat a little bit uh, unusual compared to most tech founders, um, as I don't come from a, a software development background. Um, but I think I have a, a really valuable and foundational underpinnings um, for running and building a, a tech startup. So I come from an organizational psychology background um, where I specialize in culture, competence, and performance. Um, and I had successful management company and consulting business actually before Compana, and it was during this time uh, in my consulting business that I realized that the world needs Compono. Um, and that's really the starting point of, of, uh, of the business. Yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned there that Compono wasn't the first company you founded. Um, the other business was Intus Group. Is that correct? And can yeah, you tell me a little correct. bit about that one too? Yeah. So like I said, it's a management consulting business that really um, was made out of a bunch of organizational psychologists. Um, and really what we, we used to do is um, consult out to businesses looking to essentially improve um, how they hire people, how they build their culture and how they essentially build the competencies within their business. And as I said, that kind of drove, I guess, the impetus for Compono. And the main reason for that is, you know, during my travels, you know, I really recognized that there was no real technology solution out there that looked at a person's entire career journey from, you know, think about it, the day they leave school or university to the day they retire. You know, most people don't really know what they should be doing, what they should be studying, you know, and, and a lot of the times they end up, you know, studying or, or working in areas where their parents have worked in or, you know, what their parents want them to drive or, you know, what essentially from a social status perspective they should be doing, right? And there wasn't a platform that really looked at a person's characteristics and their qualities to essentially help them find work, understand how they would grow inside a company, develop their career pathways and essentially you know, use that data then from, as I said, uh, from that hire to retire or from leaving school to retire that follows their entire career pathway. So what we wanted to do in Compono is we wanted to build that single intelligent platform underpinned by science that helps employers find, hire uh, and develop the right talent. And then from an employee's perspective, essentially build out a proactive uh, career journey. Yeah, and how did um, the conversations with with yourself and your co-founder Carl Hartman start for for you know I guess identifying those those gaps in the industry where you really thought that you know Kumpona could come in and make a difference? Yeah, so quite interestingly, um, I pitched Kumpona uh, to Carl. Um, over a few cocktails in Thailand in a pool, um, <laughs> actually at a mate's wedding who's, who turned out to be an investor in Compono. But 
Lucal um, had a, uh, a tech company beforehand. He was quite successful in it, a company called Tomando. So, you know, he had the background in building a, a technology company, um, whereas I kind of come from, as I said, that academic organizational psychology mentality. And what we found was, you know, we had the, the vertical depth and the horizontal breadth in terms of what we wanted to to do from a, a, a career journey development for, for talent. And so, you know, Carl, obviously, having had that experience in tech, me coming from the organizational psychology perspective, we found was a really unique and a really good approach for us to, to start the business. So I pitched to him in a pool. And, you know, he's basically said his biggest problem was, you know, knowing to who to hire, how to develop them, and essentially how to build a, a culture proactively. And in my, my journeys as a management consultant, these were the same issues that most businesses have. And that was really, I guess, the, the starting point for, for Compono. Yeah. And I guess when you were having these initial conversations, um, you, you were coming across these problems in your own background. Were you surprised that nothing like this had previously existed before? It's quite interesting you say that, right? Because um, I think the the goal or the objective of Compano is actually quite uh, audacious. I think you know there's a, a lot of HR tech out there, um, kind of like a cottage industry where you know different technology solutions um, solve very pointed or single problems as opposed to a, a person's entire career journey, right? So most. HR systems are systems of record or systems of process. Um, so they're quite static um, and not designed to be systems of intelligence, right? If you look at the data, you know, organizations essentially spend a uh, trillion dollars per year on legacy HR systems. And yet 70% of organizations don't have the right skills or talent that they need. And the labor market still remains challenging. So what we wanted to build is that talent system that leverages data-driven intelligence to to optimize people's strategies. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that, I guess, world of HR tech that had previously existed. What sorts of problems does it create um, when, when you don't have that, I guess, holistic look at the journey? And what were the key problems companies were facing with that? Well, I think... Um, for HR, HR is kind of one of the last areas in businesses to adopt technology in many ways, um, in the sense that, you know, HR technology is really, like I said, systems of process, whereas what we're finding now is organizations, boards, um, more globally, you know, what's really underpinning organizations' success is um, the view around culture, building a proactive culture, um, building a an organization with the right skills and competencies inside them. So if uh, traditional HR tech doesn't really solve these problems, then, you know, they're only process uh, technologies. And so a lot of what you will find is, like I said, they, they're not intelligent. So it doesn't actually help the organization make better decisions. It doesn't actually help the HR team to really drive the strategic capability of the business and therefore essentially not drive the sustainability of the business either, right? So um, for us, what we've also really seen is because they tend to be point solutions, these different um, um, traditional HR tech, the data, the intelligence um, that they may have don't actually flow through across the different uh, the different technology system that a, a HR person has. So by the way, 
as and we found that you know uh, the typical HR department has nine different HR technologies that they log into, and none oh, of wow, them talk. Wow. And, you know, none of them talk to each other. So what we really wanted to provide was that single data bus, whereby you can build someone's career pathway as an individual or an employee, but also you can build um, your organization's people strategy um, uh, that makes the company more successful and and sustainable. Yeah, and and what role specifically does does science play? The science driven part of the platform plays is it is it about I guess having that hard data to back up you know what the platform does and the decisions you make? Yeah, so our entire platform is really driven by by algorithms, um, looking at how people fit within your organization from a cultural perspective, how someone fits within a team, and how someone fits from a behavioral perspective. And then based on that, to be able to also understand from a technical skills and experience perspective, what competencies do they have? versus what competencies do they need to essentially be the next evolution of of the business because let's face it you know uh, times are changing and the skills required in the organizations in organizations are changing quite rapidly so people have got to constantly evolve um, you know their capabilities their competencies and so forth so what we really do is as I said a bit of a gap analysis between current and desired um, and helping individuals and organizations fill that gap intelligently. Yeah. And just going back to when the company began, I just want to ask, what was it like, um, I guess, getting customers and customer acquisition in the third, in the first place? Was, was it hard to sell the platform or, or were businesses really crying out for it in the first place? Yeah, I think this is a, a good question because, you know, most people are used to the traditional HR tech, uh, you know, and the, and the problems they solve. However, if you listen to what organizations and, and managers are screaming out for is the ability to essentially make themselves more productive, help them make better decisions. Um, and for on the flip side, on from a candidate's perspective is, you know, helping them find work that they are suited for. Now, the challenge we, we face is, you know, components perspective, we're kind of creating a new um, uh a new category in, in the HR tech space. And when you create a new category and, and want to become category king, as we call it, um, you know, it does take a certain level of awareness at the start to bring people on the journey. So creating that awareness for organizations and, and talent um, is a challenging part. But once you've got them, they can really see the value you add and the time that you give back to, to the individuals as well to essentially get back onto things that makes humans better than machines, right? And that's engaging with one another as opposed to crunching numbers and crunching data. Yeah, absolutely. And and of course, the last couple of years, you know, I guess we've seen the the needs of businesses in terms of HR change a little bit with, with COVID. I sort of wanted to ask you a two-part question. The first part was, you know, how's the impact of COVID been on Compono itself running as a business? And and also, I guess, a more broad question, is it, is it sort of more important than ever to have this sort of thing in place in this new era of remote work in COVID? Yeah, so COVID for us, I think, um, has been a, was a really interesting period because what we found was we were um, pandemic resistant. Um, if you remember at the start of COVID, you know, um, organisations were furloughing talent. Then, you know, um, start of 2022, there was a really shortage of talent. Um, but throughout that entire period, you know, organisations were still looking to essentially understand how do you build a culture? 
And of course, now the cultures are moving from in the office to essentially remote, but also how do you develop staff more, um, more broadly, right? Moving from face to face or in classroom training to essentially online. And so, um, what we found, as I said, was we, we've been, uh, in many ways, COVID resistant in the sense that, you know, yes, whilst our, our hiring platform, um, uh, you know, didn't have a lot of activity at the start of COVID over the last, uh, call it the last year, year and a half, um, that has definitely picked up. But during this entire period, the culture and development piece of, or the engage and development piece of, of our technology has really um, reached its peak. And, and just going back to the customer acquisition point, is it is it now easier to sort of sell the business and, and acquire customers because, you know, that a lot of them have really had to go uh, like un- undergo dramatic transformations in the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, organizations still are struggling now not only to to fill the pipe from a higher perspective, so fill their, their pipeline in terms of, of potential talent to join the business, but also understanding, you know, which candidates will make a positive contribution to the organization. So that person fit capability is is really critical. Um, and then, of course, you know, once the person joins the company, you know, how are they going to fit within the culture, within the team? And as I said at the start, you know, build their career pathways inside of your organization um, by essentially looking at the competencies they have versus the competencies you need in the business. So for us, we're closing that loop. And hence why I said, you know, we really focus on in a really simplistic term from, from hire to retire. And that data essentially following an employee their entire career pathway, as well as from an employer's perspective, you know, the data doesn't just stop once you've hired someone. It carries it through their uh, their time within your organization. And that makes it very uh, important, very predictable from a data perspective. So for from our perspective, we're a really strategic play for, for many organizations and, and the HR teams. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess if you just reflect back on your time with the business, uh, what, what have been the biggest challenges so far? Obviously, COVID, you mentioned it was sort of not as much of a challenge. Has it been, I guess, you know, the the, the funding, the, the customer acquisition? How would you reflect back on the biggest challenges? Oh, look, I think, um, as I said, uh, you know, over the last year, year and a half, definitely there's been a talent dry up in, in Australia. So, so finding talent quickly, um, you know, I think it's not just our business, it's business more, more broadly. Um, luckily we've got technology that actually helps in that space. So that, that always helps. Um, you know, I think with the economic crises we're facing at the moment, of course, as you said, you know, um, investors and funding, um, can be challenging at times, but, uh, you know, as I say to my team, um, we never really stop talking to investors. So for us, you know, that has been a really critical strategy for us. It's, it's never a stop start. We've we've been talking to investors um, since we started, uh, and that's the way you build good investor relations. And that's really important for when there are tough times in the market to essentially draw draw on those contacts. And so, you know, we've we've done really well. We've shown growth um, year on year on year, um, and we're changing people's lives, right? So, um, and I think we've got really amazing stories inside of Compono um, that actually drives interest in the business. So, yeah, I think we've done really well um, given the circumstances and specifically given HR Tech. I think HR Tech has taken absolutely a beating over the last few years. And and like I said, we've been growing year on year and I'm, I'm really proud of that. 
Yeah, and and I guess we've we've spoken about you know the importance of this for for the culture of other businesses, but from from the start and founding the company, um, what sort of culture have you tried to instill at, at Compono, and and you know what what have you taken away from your career up to that point? Maybe aspects of workplace culture that you wanted to bring, or may, maybe even others that you might well have wanted to avoid in your own business. Yeah, again, um, we've been really fortunate in the sense that you know we drink our own champagne with our technology. Um, so from a culture perspective, you know, we've been extremely proactive in defining our culture, you know, rather than letting it develop organically. Um, we've put systems in place um, very early on, basically from day one, you know, we looked at um, what our work environment was at the start and, and where we wanted it to be. Um, and so we essentially put mechanisms in place uh, to bridge that gap. As I said, we focus on, on um you know, current and desired culture and, and being that, that gap analysis. So what we've built from a cultural perspective and quite interesting, Xander, we actually did a, a cultural evaluation um, a couple of weeks ago in Compono. And what came out is, you know, we're a very people-centered business. Um, we drive innovation, um, highly questioning and open uh, culture with a lot of autonomy and delegation. And I'm really, again, very proud of that because in difficult times, it is quite hard sometimes to, you know, uh, allow for that um, or enable that flexibility and autonomy when, you know, you want to batten down the hatches. And, you know, we've stayed true to to our cultural um, uh, underpinnings. Yeah. And looking to the future, you know, where do you see the company being in, in five years, 10 years? What can people expect from Compono? Well, as we call it internally, um, global domination. Um, you know, we're, <laughs> uh, you know, we're treating uh, Australia really as our, our beachhead, um, but we're expanding globally. Um, you know, at the moment, if I take a short to medium term view, you know, each of our products um, are quite uh, independent at the moment. So what we're working on hard on right now is tying those individual products together under a single platform. And as we go more globally, essentially integrating and, and being part of a, of a HR ecosystem where, you know, we plug and integrate into other systems as well to, to essentially share our data and, and um, make people more effective in their roles and make organizations more, more resistant to to change uh, to 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 troubling times, I should say. Yeah, looking forward to, to to seeing what's to come. And and just to my final question that I, that I always finish this podcast with, and and it is in fact the namesake of the podcast, which is you know what's your silver bullet for business success? And and you know with this one, it doesn't have to be a practice that's even specifically related to business. For for some people who've come on, it's been a mindset or a philosophy. Could be going for a run or a surf in the morning, but but more just what what do you think you've done differently that sort of allowed you to succeed or, or, or what are the core values that you hold that you think have brought you this far in, in the world of business so far? Yeah, it's probably a value or, or a mindset, I guess. Um, you know, if I had to choose just one, I can think of many, but, uh, you know, if I had to choose just one, um, most people don't execute. So my advice would be, be that 1% of people that does execute. You know, a lot of people will say um, your your idea or your business is dumb um, or, you know, it can't be done or, you know, they've had a similar idea or there's many, many ideas like that out there. You know, my advice is don't listen to to that naysayer or that negative self-talk that, that you might have, um, you know, and be that 1% that even just if you improve today, 1% on yesterday, um, you know, you've taken a step forward. And, you know, I think tied to that is done is better than perfect, right? So most people won't, will talk, but very few execute. Be that 1% of people that 
that execute. Um, and I think that has stayed true for me too, because essentially it'll help you make decisions. Um, because if you don't make decisions and don't execute, nothing gets done. Yeah, that's fantastic advice for anyone listening. Now, Rudy Krauss, co-founder of Compono, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for having me.